This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3584, for Thursday, the 28th of April, 2022. Today's show is entitled, The Collective History of Raid Controller Brands. It is hosted by JWP and is about 18 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, The Story of Raid Cards 1999 to Present. Good day. I'd like, I'm JWP, and I would like to talk to you today about the collective history of RAID controller brands. The market segment of RAID adapters has a long history and tradition. It's undergone gradual concentration, followed by an upstream of mergers of the owning corporations, a feeding frenzy of sorts, among the semiconductor manufacturers. I thought about it for a while, and a friend of mine came up with a chart. And when he did this, I said, wow. And he wrote an article, and I thought about it, and I said, well, how long have I been doing this? I said, most of my life, I've been using these these, uh, rate controllers or HBA controllers for hard disk and server and different server technologies. And yeah, memory slips over 20, 30 years of doing this. And so it was good for him to make a picture and it was great for me to read it. And I thought about how much of my life I spent doing this. And so, uh, some of this, I put a link in the thing from his, uh, his notes uh, about this, and uh, the uh, it has a picture. It's pretty comprehensive, so you might want to might want to look at the picture. Um, I'll try to describe it for you, uh, circle wise, uh, as I go through it, and then I'll I'll go to the history. So it all pretty much started with. Uh, a company called Milex. And in 1999, or September of 99, um, their Axel RAID technology was acquired by IBM. Another company called AMI had a technology called MegaRAID. And in September of 2001, they were purchased by a company called LSI. And a company called Threeware which had a technology called Escalade, was purchased by a company called AMCC. Now, all three of these technologies converged into a company called LSI. So IBM sold theirs in 09 of 2002, and AMCC uh, did their divestment in April of 2009. And then LSI kept the primary thing they kept was the mega raid branding, and they became Avago. And Avago, with the mega raid labeling, uh, did a merger in February of 2016, um, and they were by far the, the leader. And they rebranded under the name Broadcom. 
Okay, so the, the second family uh, is uh, the DD, DDP ICP family. And uh, the DDP, their technology was called I2O RAID. And ICP, their technology was called Vortex. And so DBP was acquired in 11 of 99 by a company called Adaptic. And almost everyone knows about Adaptic. Yeah. And then ICP, with their Vortex technology, was acquired in March of 2001 by Intel. Now, Intel divested ICP Vortex in 06 of 2003. So it was a really short life for the RAID controller there. And then Adaptic, well, they have their, their own, own advanced RAID or what they call ACC RAID. And the Adaptic ACC RAID adapter was purchased by PMCC Era in June of 2010. Okay, and they kept the Adaptic labeling and the ACC RAID. And in January of 2016, a company called MicroSemi bought the Adaptic technology from PMCC Era. And then later, keeping the Adaptic ACC RAID thing in May of 2018, a company called Microchip purchased them. So if you have any idea about the hardware shortages in the computer industry today, so you can't get very much microchip right now. So you gotta, you gotta go with the Broadcom. Uh, so both Adaptic and LSI sold their adapters under their own brand via retail stores, but also to volume and large OEMs such as HP, Dell, IBM, Lenovo, Fujitsu, Intel branded RAID cards can be LSI or historically ICP Vortex under the hood. Evidently throughout the history, there have been several firmware strains or code bases. And for practical purposes, the firmware strain is a key selection criteria that if you're interested in when shopping for a RAID card or when trying to make one work. From the from what I just described, currently the remaining strands appear to be Mega RAID and ACC RAID, each getting new models introduced as the technical illusion moves on. The clearest way for you to know what pedigree the RAID card has at hand is probably to insert it into a PC running a, mo a modern Linux issue or recent FreeBSD and see what driver gets loaded for hardware. Currently in storage, you may need a fresh kernel, possibly a vanilla kernel compiled from source with all the RAID driver modules. Okay, so that's that's interesting. <laughs> uh, alternatively, uh, you can try downloading the Windows card uh, for the marketing name that you can see in the eShop, unpack, download the 7-zip until you get your hands on a pair of files with sys and uh, NIF extensions. The NIF has a text script that, kind of, that tends to be kind of human readable. And if you haven't found out the file name yet, the NFF header will probably disclose a true pedigree of a card. Okay. So in this case, Wikipedia is really, really your friend. Uh, it's always got a rich source of memorial pages or companies that no longer exist, but even Wikipedia doesn't have them all. 
and companies are still alive have a proper website of their own. Um, Milax, AMC, AMCC, the last three where LSI Logic, Avago, which is now Broadcom, uh, which which is X Agilent, X HP, wow, uh, Adaptic, uh, DDP, PMC Sierra, Micro Semi, Microchip, uh, A. ARCA, Infotrend, Accusis, uh, Fujitsu, Fujitsu, Extremis, DX family, and of course, Dell MC has a huge thing. So after each of the early acquisitions, the surviving brand used to sell RAID control modelers with different firmware strains for a while. And that's, and what's nice is typically the strain with the more practical interface or set of long-term features survived in the long term. Okay, so so when they bought it, if it had a, a better, easier, look better, simpler, it, it usually went out. So so I don't know if anyone remembers the horror of of Z C R uh by Adaptic. The uh twenty ten to twenty fifteen being the DP DPT slash I two O pedigree and later modules in 2020 slash 2025 being the ACC pedigree. By the time the DPT CCR cards uh, felt a little stale and the ACC CR cards had a more useful firmware. But it turned out both strains probably f suffered from a, uh, a systematic hardware problem on, on motherboards at the time. Uh, so they all use the AIC uh, 7902 adapter, or what we would call the Adaptic uh, U320 SCSI HBA chips. And so these were embedded on the motherboard, and they had a glitch uh, uh, against the ServerWorks chipsets on those same motherboards uh, on the PCI box. And so no matter which CR, the CCR was installed, all of them would freeze under stress. So if you had like low running, it would work fine. And if you hit it really hard, it would, it would, it would break. And the solutions were either pick, pick the, pick a motherboard with an Intel server chipset and stay clear of server works, or buy a full fledged RAID card, which is probably exactly what, what, what these guys wanted in the first place was, oh, so you got a taste of it with the built-in motherboard chipset. Uh, we didn't attend that for really hard work, so you go ahead and you buy this expensive, expensive uh, PCI card. Um, the so that was more or less the 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 uh, the Intel IOP SOC uh, had its own HVA chips to provide a, a private SOC. Then they wouldn't come in contact with the server works chipset on the motherboard. So that, that's how they worked out it. But uh, so let's talk a little bit about LSI. Uh, LSI got uh, purchased, inherited or purchased their uh, SCSI HBI's uh, silicon uh, know-how um, or intellectual property from NCR uh, using something called Symbios. So I never knew that Symbios was NCR, but it, it is. 
In the LSI camp, they use the U160 and the U320 SCSI typically work just fine, as long as you had the cabling all right. So all of these things had cabling. So it just makes you so grateful for the NVMe technology that we're doing today. Because uh, if you got the cabling wrong with this, it, it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work at all. And so many other RAID controllers uh, um, brands of this era, uh, Infotrend, ARECA, -A Accusys, um, we're using uh, target mode HBA chips by LSI. Um, I can remember a time when Milex uh, DAC uh, 960 descended from the Exaltade RAID and Mega RAID were both available under the LSI brand for a brief period of time. And the Mega RAID was significantly more comfortable to use and more powerful. So you had to know what you were looking for in the store. And later, for a while, three-wear models were suddenly available under the LSI brand. The ICP Vortex GDT RAID adapters used to have a fairly nice BIOS menu and a straightforward firmware. And after the acquisition by Adaptic, I recall some Vortex cards being sold under Adaptic brands. But looking at the listing of models in the ACC family, I can also see some ICP Vortex branded cards, maybe even pretty modern ones, which seems pretty weird. Adaptic Broadcom are trying to capitalize on the ICP Vortex brand on the German market, maybe. So if you've ever gone thrifting in Germany and pulled and looked at used used old computers, you'll find that ICP Vortex in So a good a good overview of the history is available in the C source code from Linux drivers for the various RAID controller strands. Just try to find a table of PCI ID supported. Typically it's commented in showing the controllers mark marketing names, sometimes their internal code names. A good keyword search for uh, is 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 struct uh, is struct uh, s t r u c t uh, p c i underscore device underscore i d and that will get you where you need to go. So the so maybe a, a few words about the silicon side of things. On the chips that all RAID controllers are based on, the early Adaptic ACC models and the LSI HBA shipped, uh, chips, uh, chips were a power, CP, uh, a power PC CPU and an Intel uh, NE DEC PCI bridge. This was the era of the compact Smart Array 4200, probably and probably still the Adaptic ASR 5400S. Later, Adaptic RAID cards had Adaptic owned HBA chips. For instance, the AIC 7899, the U160, and the Intel IOP CPU, originally with the I-960 RISC core, and later with the ARM core. The RAID controller vendors 
we're simply we're, we're using similar component base. For some years, Intel was the dominating uh, the RAID controller market uh, CPUs with uh, its IOPS processors uh, to the extent that the CPU was becoming the bottleneck. Only some high-end enterprise RAID controllers were based on x86 processors. About the time that SAS arrived, things were starting to change. AMCC brought their SOC with a dual PowerPC CPU, uh, PowerPC CPU and other foundries followed with a plethora of SOC slash rock chips, typically with multi-channel SAS HBA integrated, LSI, Marvel, Avago, VATs, Broadcom, seems to ring a bell. There were probably some mergers too. And then, of course, the ASIC IP core transfers and startups and such. Nowadays, it may be difficult to find out the silicone pedigree of a rock in someone's RAID control adapter and none and no one's very interested really because things just work and low-end RAID adapters are no longer the rage of the day. For on-premise IT it's no longer the rate on-premise on IT is no longer the rage of the day. The cloud has made everything on-premise feel guilty and backward right? So the massive cloud infrastructures themselves have hardly use any dedicated RAID adapters. The storage backend consists of plain HBAs interfacing with bulky slow spinning drives or NVMe, attached flash, JBOD style, and everything on top is software dedicated, running on cheap multi-core CPUs with an ocean of RAM, communicating over Ethernet, TCIP, HTTP, or JSON. So dedicated RAID controllers are struggling to survive in, in the niches of uh, as industrial process control PCs, video editing, workplaces, or uh, miscellaneous diehard on-premise enterprise-level systems operated by graybeard admins who generally who turned gener uh, gradually into punks by the cloudy world speeding by. <laughs> All right, uh, hey, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, uh, please drop me a note if you have any questions. have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.